0: Hello and welcome to this latest installment of Out of Office, brought to you from the Logistics Podcast from SHD Logistics Magazine. Out of Office is an array of special episodes which includes interviews and insightful features whenever the editorial team are away from their desks. I'm David Tran, assistant editor of SHD Logistics and host of today's latest episode and reviewing this year's SHD Logistics conference held last month at the British Museum in London. The event is one of the main highlights in the industry calendar, bringing key influencers across the UK warehousing logistics market to discuss pertinent issues in an increasingly important space. This year's event, theme: Transforming Logistics Through Technology, sought to address supply chain transformation programs and how to accommodate a technologically centric culture without breaking the bank. Budweiser Brewing Group is the world's leading brewer, with brands including Budweiser, Stella Artois and Bud Light. It opened its impressive automated facilities in major South Wales last October, which has the capacity to store 23 million pints of beer whose warehousing specialist, John Tuttle oversees the operations at the site. John came down to London for this year's conference, opening his speech with a time lapse on the big screen of their deep storage containers being transported across its high bay warehouse, before giving details about the company's 2025 sustainability plans. Let's join the speech where John details about their automation scheme in greater detail.
1: So our 2025 sustainability goals, and why I'm going through this is the project that we've just implemented really kind of fits into our sustainability goals going forward to 2025. So water stewardship, our smart agriculture, climate action, and circular packaging. Yeah. These are all part of our 2025 sustainability goals. You can see that uh, is embedded in our culture. There's some details here of the recent high bay that we um, installed in the mega brewery an absolutely fantastic installation for us. It's really our first step into the automation world. It was opened in October last year and now it's fully integrated and it's 100% operational here. So it's the first multi-deep storage solution for Budweiser Brewing Group and demonstrates commitment to Wales and Mega as one of the region's biggest local employers. So we really are the biggest employer in the area. Budweiser Brewing Group's ability to meet growing UK demands for beer brands including Stellar Artois, Budweiser, Bud Light and the alcohol-free Bud Prohibition beers. So it really helps us get the beer to the customer on time, first time. Yeah? So the warehouse fits into our 2025 sustainable goals which I've just mentioned and has reinforced Budweiser Brewing Group's commitment to its wider 2025 sustainability goals and offer tangible evidence of action by our business. So the high bay details for our uh, automation, yeah? So storage capacity is 14 and a half thousand pallets. So it's multi-deep, so each aisle is kind of eight pallets deep, a multi-deep storage solution. As I said earlier, 13 miles of racking. We hold standard chef pallets and euro pallets, and the storage capacity equates to 23 million pints of beer. And this is the first stage of the installation in Mega. We're now looking at the next stage where we take off the, the roof of the next building. We've got up to 40 meters and that'll be 17 pallets high. So we increased our capacity by over 140%. The stack of cranes payload, it can pick up two pallets of 1,200 kilos. So it picks up two pallets every time, distributes and comes back. And basically our fork truck activity, we pick up two pallets with every fork truck. We have 135 pallets in per hour and 200 pallets out per hour. So the system can fully pick two pallets every minute. And we have a conveyor system (coughs) connecting the Automated warehouse to the production lines and dispatch. So some of the context that we looked at, yeah? So some of the challenges we have, yeah? So we need to sweat our assets, maximising our output. So the increasing brewery output requires balancing of logistics capacities with loading and storage, which is a a challenge that we have right across the UK. The location of our breweries space is really a scarcity in all our breweries. A lot of our breweries are centralised in... Towns and cities where we can't expand out, we only can expand up. So basically the breweries and cities have surrounded our brewery operations. The voice of the customer, the complexity here, as we all know across all different markets here, the complexity of the customer is growing here. Single pallet picks, case picking, part pallets. No longer is it just a full pallet going to the customer. There's a lot of complexity involved in that. The results are increased storage needs result in increasing external storage costs, driven by expansion limitations of our existing supply operations. So every single week in the UK we're in external storage. So we look to try and bring as much of that back in-house as we possibly can, obviously reducing costs, but giving us more flexibility and centralization to the customer. So we send more from the breweries to the customer than to the three PL. You'll see, for instance, if there's less fork truck activity, so we've got less chance of any interaction with fork trucks. You'll see there's a lot of fork truck activity there. As we go through the project, the fork truck activity will reduce and there'll be automated AGVs going forward here. Yeah. So on-shelf, in-store quality, so the customer-consumer centricity, so less manipulation of finished goods, <coughs> less double handling, there's improved quality. Obviously, I've already mentioned how sustainability goes, where this fits very nicely into our future sustainability goals. A smart CapEx utilisation, yeah? So we did a, a very smart move on our part. So we didn't outright purchase the installation. We bought it in CapEx and at least purchased over seven years. So we split the cost, which was very beneficial to the company. We converted an existing building. We actually used the actual 15-metre height that we had. Previously, it was just stacked three high. So we've gone from three high to six high. So there was some work we had to do with the concrete floor, not a great deal, because it was built many years ago with a view of a high bay warehouse. As I said, the leasing model we just mentioned gave us a positive cash flow and impact securing project benefits. So it was our first installation of multi-deep storage solution, handling two pallets at the time. As I said, we're now looking to further install this automated warehouse in the mega brewery and across the zone. So we have moving from horizontal to vertical storage, as I mentioned. Greenfield installation, new high bays are reapplicable really for every warehouse operation. The savings gives us operational benefits in function of cost of people. So it's less people, less external storage, and less transport. So we don't shuttle back and forth at 3PL. In our inventory strategy, we send inventory to the 3PL, and 30% of that inventory comes back to the brewery because of batch availability and best before it ends, to match back up. So that'll then cease as well, yeah. And I mentioned the benefits of safety, quality, and sustainability, which is fully reapplicable everywhere. Our chosen supplier was Conserveo, which is part of the Corba Logistics Group, and they have system integrators of in-house logistics, obviously the product solutions and the software as well, yeah. So part of the Corba solution network is HiJump, which is our software provider as well, yeah, coincidentally. So again, they have over 2,000 employees worldwide, based in Germany. The national TV coverage that we had within the Mega Brewery, we had an opening ceremony with our local MP, Jessica Morden, being very supportive to the, the brewery and the whole community. Our brewery manager gave a lot of information and interviews to the national press. And we did receive a lot of coverage, which was really great for us,
0: yeah. You're listening to a speech from John Tubble, warehousing specialist at Budweiser Brewing Group. This was recorded at the SHD Logistics Conference at the British Museum on 14th of May 2019. At this point, he discussed some of the main features in Budweiser's automated site in Major in Wales. After his presentation, SHD conference delegates all queued up to ask him questions. Here are some of them.
1: How has all that automation affected your workforce, and what is it that you're actually doing to bring your workforce with you, and what's your future planning? Yeah, so basically we, what we've seen is there's not a, a real reduction. There's a switch in skills of the workforce from fork truck driving activity to more technician engineering based. So we switch from one model to another model, and I think that was mentioned earlier in the in any other presentations where. We see and we expect more from people and we're upskilling roles, yeah. So we're kind of like going from fork truck drivers, people who are like engineering technician people to run and automate the, the operational part of the highway. Yeah? Pat Barlow, logistics reply. We had some dealings with a very large brewery in Eastern Europe and just out of interest in your supply chain, how much of a part does security play and does it slow down the supply chain? Obviously there are strict rules and regulations and customs and excise and documentation in Eastern Europe. So, yeah, it does slow down the network quite a bit. Not so much within the UK, but um, Eastern Europe, definitely, yeah. Our zone, our European zone, actually covers um, a lot of Eastern Europe. We're into Russia, yeah, so we've just acquired a lot of breweries in Russia. So, with through Russia, France, Netherlands. Our headquarters is in, um, in Leuven, in Belgium. So we're strategically right across Europe, Spain, Italy, France, Canaries we're in as well. And we're very big now in the, in the, the Far East as well, yeah. China, India, type of thing. Yeah. For us, the market for uh, beer is expanding. We need to have the systems and the processes in place to cope with the customers' demands and requirements Yeah, And this is a really great step forward for us. Peter Ward, UKWA. Are you operating as an excise bond? We export beer to the continent, yeah. So we go through all the documentations of excise as well, yeah. So we export directly from the brewery as well. Could you just explain the dwell time of the product and the turn rate on on that shed? Yeah. So our rotation is around about two and a half weeks. Obviously, we want to bring down the rotation. It's come down tremendously to two and a half weeks. Through more localization of SKUs, we bring in the the rotation down from two and a half weeks. So obviously the the less stock hold in, the better for us yeah. so it's not just about building big warehouses it's being smarter in what we produce and holding less stock and turn over more frequently so yeah we have lots of processes and procedures in place with our inventory deployment team to bring that down because obviously it's dead money yeah.
0: do we have any further questions
1: hi my name is eduard i'm from Siemens. how do you define your warehouse network the best locations and how you define these two get optimised warehouse network yeah so for us in the UK we have two big breweries we have one in the north in the country one in the south in the country and the network is all defined on least cost sourcing where it's the most efficient to produce and manufacture the beer and and distribute it yeah so we have one in the north which kind of like services from Manchester to the north to Scotland and everything from the south is serviced from our brewery in Mega. So it's basically the positioning of the, of the breweries to the sales forecasting that we have. Where we sell more beer is where we, where we produce certain beers, yeah. Hello, Mike Vernon. Are the lanes flexible so that you can have different number of pallets per skew? So, yeah, they're eight deep. You can have one SKU in there or you can have multiple SKUs or you can have multiple batches. And all the picking is done via our WMS system. So SAP is our host system where we capture all the orders from the customers, interfaces into our WMS system, I jump, and then interfaces into our WCS system from Conceveo. So it's kind of a complex interface of messages. Yeah. So it's all based on the customer parameters of what we can store and what we can sell. Yeah? And it really does help us utilisation-wise because we work on capacity here year of around about 95%. Previously when we were just stacking 3i on the floor, it was 80%. Because there were longer locations, we couldn't mix batches more efficiently and effectively. So for us, we're not just increasing height, it's the utilisation factor as well that really gives us a big, big win. You mentioned sustainability and you mentioned circular packaging. A number of logistics companies are backhauling waste like bottles or tin cans. Are Budweiser doing that? Is there any intention to do that? And do you have the capability to do that if you wanted to? So basically, obviously in the UK we're all we're a one-way market, yeah. So all the bottles are one-way, so we don't have any returnables, which is different to the continent in Belgium, the Netherlands. It's all returnable, yeah. So we are looking at a more sustainable packaging. What we can do to reduce the, the cardboard, reduce the plastic, and Eventually, probably returnables as well. Yeah, So, returnables brings a huge lot of complexity, as you can imagine, yeah. getting it back to the breweries. They need to be sorted, configured, washed, cleaned, and put back onto the packaging lines. But it's common practice from Germany, Holland, and Belgium, the Netherlands, everywhere. Yeah. And I would be very surprised if we don't follow that module soon.
0: Thank you, John. I have one final question for you. What advice would you give to another business which is needing to have difficult conversations about investment in automation with senior people at the company?
1: Yeah, it's not easy, yeah. It's taken two years to get go-ahead for this project, doing the right business case, the right rationale. We'd never really done it, so it was a kind of a toe in the water and a step into the dark, but when you can see we did so many benchmark visits to <coughs> huge FMCG companies and automation is the way forward. Now our company has now grasped this, they understand. And what we did with this, we started small in one we warehouse, six, eight, prove the concept, and now we've proven that it works, we've taken it to the next level. So it's not easy, but there's lots of things that you need to take into consideration. One of the big things, the systems, the IT side, the WMS, yeah, the integration and the interfaces, and even small things that you think wouldn't be a problem, like pallet quality, like loose packaging, broken pallets, plastic, has a huge impact on the highway. So the, the quality of the pallet that you put in there really has a huge impact of what comes out. It wasn't easy, but we've started,
0: yeah. Thank you, John, congratulations on such a fantastic facility. Can we show our appreciation, please? <laughs> Thanks again to John Topple, warehousing specialist at Budweiser Brewing Group. It's great to get some insight how a FMCG or corporation like them are able to turn around huge orders to scale. There will be more coverage of the event in the DocuPodcast, which is to be released in the first week of July. Before then, we'll be releasing interviews with Ted Baker and a special roundtable with Conveyor Networks for our respective Logistics 100 and Out of Office specials. Until then, bye for now.